0: Please lower your head and watch your step while boarding. Welcome to the Attractions Podcast. You are all clear for dispatch. Have fun. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 163 of the Attractions Podcast, sponsored by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. I'm Matt.
1: And I am Jeff. Jeff.
0: And we're here to talk to you about the latest and greatest theme park news and more, as well as going on, what's going on in our own lives. And as you can tell, we're not, we're not Seth and we're not Carly. Sorry. <laughs> but uh, I think Seth's on a cruise and Carly is somewhere in a hotel somewhere that doesn't have good Wi-Fi connection. So we're, uh, you got us for this week. And uh, uh, this is Jeff DiPaolo. Uh, he's uh, one of our columnists on our website, also does a lot of video work for us, and uh, based out of California, and does a lot of stories for us as well. Jeff, what's been happening with you this
1: week? Well, this week, I'm actually not in California. I oh. am in Massachusetts. Oh, so okay. I am. Uh, I've, I was in Orlando a couple weeks ago, and while I was here, uh, my family's all in Massachusetts. It's where I grew up, so I came up north to spend a proper New England Halloween. So uh, today is my favorite day of the year, quite literally. Um, (laughs) I I love Halloween, my favorite day. So yeah, I'm very happy to be spending Halloween where it's like properly chilly. And I got to say, it's been great weather. We've had a couple rainy days, but it was like on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday when none of the haunt stuff was happening. So like all the haunts I've been going to have been absolutely delightful, like New England weather. So it's been great.
0: Nice. I wish we'd get some of that. It's high of eighty-six here in Orlando today. So it was humid
1: when I was there. Like really humid. But but I will say I lucked out as far as like rain. I think I had 30 minutes the whole week of like a downpour. And that was it, which is great for Orlando, right? So
0: yeah. But humid for sure. Yep, yep. We had some cool weather and it's gone. I'm trying to think what I did this week and I'm sure I did something fun. Um, I did a new escape room. It wasn't for work or anything, but I did one with my family yesterday at a place called the Bureau and it was pretty cool. Uh, I had to help an alien find his way back home, a cute little alien. Um, That was fun. And then uh, tomorrow actually um, headed to Universal bright and early. Uh, Al Roker is going to be there uh, broadcasting for Today Show, and he has a new uh, walking challenge where you uh, join their club kind of online, and they tell you walk 20 minutes every day. And they're going to do a walk with him and a bunch of group of people that are in this club, which is free to join through the Today Show. Uh, there's a Facebook page for it as well, but you can. They're going to walk around Universal Studios, Florida. So we're going to be there uh, bright and early to uh, interview Al and watch watch them walk and probably walk with them so
1: i can definitely do a 20-minute walk i do that daily uh, more than 20 minutes it's the 5k's that i'm like nope no thank you especially when you're charging me 200 dollars to do it that ain't happening (laughs) sorry
0: (laughs) yeah that's that's yeah the the price is crazy but um i've done a i've done i think one or two 5k's and uh, but this walking challenge, it's kind of you walk at a leisurely pace for half the month, and uh, halfway through the month, you kind of do a different intervals where you're walking faster. And they do have something on their uh, website as well to um, help you gear up for a 5K if you're not, you know, in that kind of shape that you'd be able to do one right away. That's but, cool. Uh,
1: let me ask you real quick before we move on just cuz I know you love escape rooms. You mentioned you just went to one. Right. How excited are you for the Universal
0: one? <laughs> Very excited. Um,
1: I really thought they'd be open when I was just there. I was yeah. really thinking October it would be open and I was like, okay, I'm definitely doing that. You know, I kind of would want to do both, but if I had to pick one, I would probably go with Back to the Future, yeah. just because it's Jurassic World and not Jurassic Park. Right. If it were Jurassic yeah. Park, it would be a tougher decision for
0: me. Yeah, I am. Um, I'm really excited. I got the sign up. I got a couple of banners up now, so I'm thinking it's going to open soon, probably by the end of the year. Hopefully, hopefully this month. I don't know. I have no idea, but um, uh, yeah, I, I, I think I would do the same. I would do the Back to the Future just because there's hardly any Back to the Future in the park right now. You can go visit Jurassic World. And park, but I guess, but uh, yeah, and I'm real excited for that one. And I, I believe I heard somewhere that they're calling it not an escape room, but an escape experience. So I'm interested to see what differences that, that they bring to that.
1: I just love the name of it that even looking at like the signage and stuff that was there, the great, uh, the great movie escape. Is that what they're calling it? Yeah. I was like, Oh God, it is so throwback to great movie ride at Disney MGM studios. Yeah, it's, also, like... it's,
0: all, it's also a play on the old name of, I guess, uh, Islands I was universal. Of yeah. The escape. So yeah, I, uh, I love that too. So <laughs> Yeah. Very cool. Anyways. All right. Without further ado, we will get into our news in the queue. And first up, let me bring it up on screen here. Blizzard Beach is reopening on November thirteenth, so we got a couple weeks uh, with new Frozen-themed area and holiday offerings. So, if you don't know the um, the, I think it's called uh, what is it? Tykes Peak uh, area, the kids area. Yeah, Tykes Peak uh, area is going to have. Um, as you can see on screen, if you're watching with us, have a little uh, frozen area with a uh, statue of Olaf and some of the snow gees and some other things. And as well as this new area, they're going to be also start uh, celebrating the holidays. They're going to have snow flurries in the park. And uh, what was the other thing here?
1: Specialty, some, you know, uh, specialty food. Best food. Night.
0: Yeah. So it was a, have you been, I'm sure you've been to, to the park, right?
1: I have, I think, only once, maybe twice. Uh, I've done Typhoon Lagoon more, and i got to be honest, these days, if I'm going to a water park, as I just did when I was in Orlando, it's always Volcano Bay for me now. I just love Volcano Bay. So it's been a while, but I've done Blizzard Beach at least once. Uh, But between the two Disney ones, I think I prefer Typhoon Lagoon.
0: That seems to be the consensus with most people. They like Typhoon, just the more laid-back uh, atmosphere and everything. But if you got little kids and they're into Frozen, they're definitely want to going to want to go check this out. And some of these foods they have here look pretty good as well. An orange bird Dole Whip. I I love anything orange bird, so I'd love to go try that out. And A pepper milkshake. Um, let's see. What else they got here? Some merry atmosphere, holiday music, festive inner tubes, and even Santa dressed in his tropical best. So that'd be kind of interesting. And uh, and of course, there's another look at the snowgies on the screen there. Um, Yeah, unfortunately, I don't have the pass that includes the water parks, so I would have to buy a pass. And I don't know a pass or not a Dutch pass, but a ticket. And I don't know that uh, Orange Bird uh, Dole Whip is worth uh, to get a price ticket.
1: You know what? I think the attractions might have to go cover that in person, so a media <laughs> pass might be uh, in order here. Yeah. But do you remember when Santa did his tropical look at Disney California Adventure?
0: I don't remember that. He, I Mad know he does it every day. year at uh, the Swan and Dolphin has him in a tropical outfit every year
1: okay interesting yeah this is one of those things that like the news is not surprising at all the only thing that's surprising about it to me is that the whole frozen overlay thing didn't happen sooner it just feels like the perfect fit whether you're happy about it or not it just feels so natural and right you know we're losing a bit of that the 90s gator icon that that park has but you know i it's the kids area as of right now we'll see. It might expand beyond that, but as of right now, it's just the kids area. So.
0: Yep. Yep. Moving on. We were going to talk a little bit about, uh, Disney's issues they're having with staffing and what's that, uh, causing in the park with some entertainment offerings. Um, uh, if you haven't been following along or haven't noticed, if you've been in the parks, uh, some of the, uh, characters, uh, are no longer meeting, uh, for now, uh, Chewbacca is not meeting in uh, Galaxy's Edge anymore, but you can meet him over at uh, Launch Bay when he's in. And they've cut some others, uh, Minnie Mouse, and some other ones. And it's uh, it's a staffing issue that people are having across the country. But Disney's also uh, seems to be having more, more of a staffing issue, and uh, they're because of the staffing issue, they're also working some of their cast members overtime and 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 you know causing some of them to not want to work at disney anymore but uh
1: yeah there's quite a few things here. number one i find it really interesting that if you're going to cut chewbacca's hours why would you cut the hours in galaxy's edge and not launch bay
0: yeah that's a weird
1: choice to me number one but you know, this is one of those things where I know a lot of people are like, oh, people just don't want to work anymore. I'm like, no, people don't want to work in bad conditions with low pay. Yeah, And I have a really hard time when Disney's like, well, you know, we can't afford to pay more. I'm like, yeah, you can. And I know that the, I don't know what the exact rate is these days, but I know that the mascot characters are paid far less than a face character. And I get the thought process behind that, right? It's a lot harder to cast a face character. Um, There's not only do they have to look like the character, which is a much harder thing to cast, but also the improv skills need to be much greater. But I don't know about you, Matt, have you ever put on one of these big mascot costumes? No, I've never had the opportunity to actually put one on. All right, well, I was inside a Shrek, that sounds horrible, (laughs) but I was inside (laughs) of Shrek for uh, a very short period of time and I was like, get it off of me. Really. It is, I mean, as a, you know, claustrophobic individual, it wasn't fun. But on top of that, like, it is a hard gig. And so, although it may be easier to cast because all you're really looking at is height versus physical look, I think that they should be getting close to the same pay, if not the same pay. Yeah. And listen, I understand that would cost the Walt Disney Company a lot of money, but how many times, time and time and time and time and time again, do we see surveys where the thing that sets Disney apart is the character things. Like that's, that's what people come for. So often you see the number one reason people to come to a Disney park is to meet their favorite characters. So isn't that a wise investment?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: People staying around longer who do it and just make them happier at their workplace. It's just, it's mind boggling to me that that's where the cut comes
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, and it's not only like you said, you know, treat them better and and you won't have a hard time getting uh, more people and and pay them a little bit more. And uh, some of the people there that are full time are are having to do 50 hour work weeks and a mandatory six days weeks uh, just to stay full time employee. And, you know, who wants to work six days a week and and 50 hours every week? Um, So the only thing that might help this is I think the college program, I think, uh, gearing up uh, even more uh, in, a, in a while. And that, that'll that probably, you know, put them back to where they need to be. But I'm not sure.
1: Even that, like, just hearing you say that kind of makes me cringe. Because I'm like, okay, so let's take advantage of you know, right. college students. Right. Because they'll do it just for the free park tickets, which yeah. are becoming less and less available. So I don't know. The, this whole, I'm sure there's more to it than... You know what I know but uh, I just have a hard it's a, it's a tough pill to swallow in my opinion and I also just find some of the decisions interesting like why Minnie Mouse of all characters I'm yeah. curious to see those studies like is Minnie Mouse not a popular character and if so like isn't that a bit alarming
0: yeah, uh, and not and and not to ruin anything, if you uh, if any kids are listening, <laughs> turn this off. But uh, you know, some of the same performers, you know, the heights of Mickey and Minnie are about the same. So yeah, uh, you know, I, yeah, it does. I don't understand it either. I guess it's the location, maybe they're at, or I don't know.
1: Or it's just, hey, we can either have Minnie Mickey out there or Minnie, and yeah, let's face it, you're going to go with Mickey. Right? Exactly. Yep. So I don't know. It's it's a yeah. problem and it needs to be fixed. And yep. I, I feel like there is a solution. It's just one the company doesn't want to do. Yeah,
0: but- and I'm like, like you said, I hope it's not the answer, isn't just well, when the college program gears up, we'll be offset. You know, I'd I'd rather I'd rather see them step in and start, you know, paying people better and in better conditions. So yeah. We'll see. Moving on, this is something you noticed and sent our way earlier this week. The Santa Claus's winter wonderland. Coming to New York City, Disney is partnering with a company called Bucket Listers to present the Santa Claus's Winter Wonderland, a themed experience inspired by the new Disney Plus series, the Santa Clauses. And this will run at uh, the Pier 15 in New York City from November 15th to January 15th
1: this is cool um i bucket listers does great work they're the people behind the golden girls kitchen and the people behind i'm getting ready to cover for attractions the new blockbuster speakeasy that's coming to los angeles which i'm super excited about as a blockbuster (laughs) nerd and former employee uh i still have my uniform and i I think i'll show up in that but um (laughs) Yeah. No, they, they do some really cool pop-up sort of stuff, but like long run pop-up. What what did you say? This was like a whole month long, right? A couple months. Yeah. And sometimes it's a promotional tie-in. Sometimes it's not. In this case it is, it's promoting the new series coming to Disney plus and they they tend to do great work and partner with really good people. So, you know, I won't be able to make it to this uh, to New York city, unfortunately, but, and, but I am happy it's there because number one, New York city is just such a, Christmas location, mm. and uh, on top of that, I do feel like a lot of the stuff they've done in the past has been L.A., which selfishly I enjoy. But it's nice to see them kind of getting beyond that. I think it's great.
0: Yeah, and I, I don't know much about the uh, Santa Claus. I know the movies. I haven't seen them in years, so I don't remember where they're set or anything. Uh, obviously, the North Pole.
1: But um... yeah, I, I <laughs> for, honestly I forget. I forget where Scott Scott Calvin lives. Yeah. And I don't uh, think this, it's new york city it's 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 a suburb for sure so. it might yeah,
0: but this uh from the details we have on this, we doesn't look like this is like a recreation of what you'll see in the movie more of just inspired by I guess um but they will have some photo ops that will be themed to the the Santa Clauses um and I was interesting that to hear that the Santa Clauses I thought when you know when I first heard that they were redoing it it would just be another movie, but this time it's a series so that that's interesting.
1: Yeah, I saw a bit about it or some clips from it at D23 Expo. I went to part of that panel. And, you know, it definitely seems like a passing of the baton sort of situation where Tim Allen will no longer be Santa Claus. And um, by the way, for anybody listening who grew up with the Santa Claus films, I always like to take the opportunity to to remind people that Santa Claus is spelled Claus, C-L-A-U-S, properly. The E is added as a, as a bit of a joke with the the film, like a <laughs> a legal clause. So there's an entire yeah. generation out there who does not know how to spell <laughs> Santa Claus correctly. I oh, know. <laughs> now you do. So there you go.
0: Yeah. So they're going to have these. Uh, I haven't been to this pier that you're talking about, but they have these glass houses out there and they're going to be all decorated for Christmas.
1: And hopefully and have, heated. And what's that? Hopefully heated. Yeah,
0: hopefully. (laughs) Dining and uh, cocktail locations will be transformed into Santa Claus's house and workshop from the North Pole and a gingerbread house bar with cocoa, hot cocoa, and other treats. And then uh, we have, if you go to attractionsmagazine.com and look us up, we have a little bit of a menu there of what you'll be able to order when you're there. And then, of course, they have a VIP ticket with some extras and extra photo experiences and uh, skip the line on a couple of things. But uh, yeah, I wish I could get up for this, but I don't have any plans to get up there right now. So,
1: yeah, it's a really good film. I won't say it's like, you know, I love Christmas movies and holiday specials and stuff. And I wouldn't say it's like, on the top of my list, but it's, like, a really good one, especially the first one. Like, you when I go back and revisit it, I, you know, it's not one that I see every year, so I don't know it like the back of my hand, like I do so many others. Right. So there's always, like, some pleasant surprises whenever I see it. I'm like, yeah, this is a good movie.
0: It's really yeah. fun. Yeah. But I it definitely, isn't...
1: So I guess
0: I definitely, I definitely will check out the series. It looks like it's going to be good.
1: Yeah, I'm excited for it. It is interesting, though, how, like, just even the passing of the baton for Tim Allen... the the whole like discussion of Tim Allen being removed from the Walt Disney company is kind of interesting. I don't really believe all of that, but it is interesting that, you know, Buzz Lightyear has had a new voice at this point and now Santa Claus is passing the baton. It's the same thing with a Disney legend, you know? Yep.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. (laughs) I don't know either. (laughs) All right. Moving on. We're going to Six Flags Magic Mountain out where you live. And, Mm -hmm they announced what a year or two ago that they were going to be a 365 day theme park and they did that for a while and now without any announcement they've uh, kind of decided they're not going to be a 365 day theme park anymore
1: yeah this i'll tell you this news didn't surprise me the news that surprised me was a few years back when they were like hey we're going 365 days mm. and i'm just like It's who wants to be on a like I understand Los Angeles people feel like oh it doesn't get cold in the winter it does I own sweatshirts it does get cold and like I don't think anybody really wants to be on a roller coaster whipping around in the cold wind and most of their attractions are outdoor attractions the great majority so I always found it to be a weird thing that they tried to do 365 days so I'm not surprised and. Yeah, at all by this. I think
0: think it was last week's show. We announced that a couple of other uh, Six Flags parks are going to you know year-round operation.
1: Oh, interesting. Do you remember Um, what locations they were? Were they warmer? I
0: can't remember now. I think one was in New Jersey and maybe Virginia or somewhere. But they weren't. They weren't 365 day. They were just year-round, where they would be open. You know, sometime during the week. uh, Gotcha and and i think you know of course it snows up there i don't think they were going to have all the rides opening they might have had some special events and things but um um so this one uh is closing select uh weekdays in november and december and that's pretty much all we know we got a confirmation from their uh pr rep that, that yes they're doing that but um they wouldn't give any you know speculation on next year so uh it could be that this is just for november december and the rest of the year they're going to be open every day we don't know yet
1: yeah i will say that uh if you're if you enjoy holiday lights and stuff i really do like the magic mountain holiday light display that they do so check it out if you have a chance cool is that and that that one was drive-through during COVID? Or... It was one year they did it as a drive-through thing, which honestly I kind of preferred because I'm not really a roller coaster guy. I am a theme park guy and a right. story-driven, right, effects guy. And so, like when I go to Six Flags, it's for three things: the water park, Halloween, or like Christmas lights, and that's mm. pretty much it. <laughs>
0: okay. So,
1: but the, their Christmas light display—it's like over-the-top tacky, but like in a glorious way. So if if you're into just a lot of Christmas lights, they do a nice job. All righty.
0: Moving on over to the other coast at Dollywood, they've announced some plans for 2023. And a lot of these plans we already knew about. Um, Of course, they have the Big Bear Mountain roller coaster that's going to open the 4,000 foot long coaster. Uh, with onboard audio, three launches, and airtime hills, and turns and tunnels. We knew about that, um, but they are going to stay open more days this year, uh, next year, I mean, uh, than they have in the past. And then uh, they've got a new celebration, excuse me, designed to one of Dollywood's biggest hits, I Will Always Love You. Uh, That song uh, is having its own celebration from March 11th to April 8th. And this coincides with the 50th anniversary of the song and uh, honors Dolly's status as an iconic songwriter. Is that Very you're cool. Look,
1: I've actually never been to Dollywood and oh. might be going for the first time in 2023. Yeah. So um, I've heard great things about this park. Once again, like, I don't, is it mostly roller coasters? Do you, do you know? I would say it's comparable
0: to um, not, like not farm, okay. yeah. In uh, the feel of the of the place, it's a little more country. It's in the hill the hills a little bit. Um, I wouldn't say it's just a coaster park, but uh, I think you'd love it.
1: Yeah, I'm looking. I've heard it's like visually beautiful, and then also a lot of live entertainment, which is my jam. Yeah. So. And I think it's,
0: I think that's what this, I will always love you celebration is going to be a lot of just singers and, and, uh, performances, uh, for that festival.
1: Yeah. I find that so interesting just because like, do people really realize that that's her song? I think people always think Whitney Houston. And I know, Mm. you know, I know that it's Dolly Parton who wrote it. And what was it originally? in? was it in the best little whorehouse in Texas? Is that what it was? (laughs) I don't don't know. So it was in some Dolly Parton project and, uh, so yeah, I, I'm just curious if people look at that headline and go, "Huh, what?" Yeah, Those, yeah, yeah.
0: Stuff? I bet you, I bet you, they do. That's. I'm sure there's tons of people who just think it's a Whitney song, but yeah. Um, It'll be interesting to see the different performances they have of it, or what come they have. They'll have like a history of the song or something. Yeah, and of course their uh, regular festivals are back. They're a flower and food festival. They're Sweet Summer Nights. Um, what else? The Harvest Festival for the fall, and they do really well, good job with that. And then of course their Smoky Mountain Christmas, which they do a million lights for that, and that's that's really cool. And they have a little parade, Christmas
1: parade, which is great. What were the dates again for that I Will Always Love You thing? Was it March into April? Yeah, March 11th to April 8th. Okay. Are they not open in February? Why would you not take advantage of Valentine's Day with an event called Mm, I Will Always Love You?
0: That could be. That could be the case. I'd I'd have to look in that because the the flower and food festival starts April 21st. So, yeah, that's an interesting thought. Yeah. All righty. All right, moving on to uh, oh. something for you to talk about. We we posted a review of Haunted Overload, and we talked a little bit earlier in the show about you being at some of these, uh, uh, going to some of these haunted events up in uh, uh, the Northeast where you're at. So, take it away with
1: this one. Yeah, so Haunted Overload is located in, I believe it's Lee, New Hampshire. Yep, Lee, New Hampshire, and it is honestly unlike anything you've ever done. Like that photo that you see there, if you're watching live is, I mean, that thing is huge. It's, uh, God, I'm bad at guessing, but probably, I don't know, 25, 30 feet tall, something like that. It's massive. Like those are all wooden logs you're seeing that are creating that skeleton face. And this is something that I, you know, it's been around here for a while, but growing up around here, i never heard of it. I first heard about it in a Halloween documentary or like one of those travel channel shows. And so I, I'd kind of known about it for several years now. And last year I was up here during Halloween, but for a very limited time. And they do, if you're not into like getting scared, because the main event is like a traditional outdoor through the woods haunted house. But uh, during daytime, you can go for a lot cheaper, I might add, and just kind of walk through without the actors, without the lighting. And so I did that last year. And after experiencing that, which was amazing, I was like, okay, I have to go back at nighttime. And... All of these photos here, these are simply the queue because, you, you you know, cameras aren't allowed inside of the main attraction. So, I mean, this is the queue you're standing in. I've never been so happy to be in a queue in my life. And I mean that, like, very sincerely, counting wow. Disney, Universal, all that stuff. I was just like a kid in a candy store looking at all of this extreme beauty. I don't know anything else like this and
0: yeah for us to you know cover a a haunt just up in the the northeast for not for no reason but we normally wouldn't cover things like this just because there's so many of them they're everywhere but this blew blew you away so much that we wanted to write about it so uh that's that says something and you've been to you've been to how many of
1: haunt events (laughs) a lot in (laughs) in many areas of the country so uh and you know i will say just overall I hadn't done like a full proper Halloween in New England for a while. I've been here for like the day and maybe a few days surrounding it, but I've been here for like two weeks at this point. And I haven't done that since I lived here, which was like 16 years ago or whatever. And I've hit up quite a few haunts and I've got to be honest, I've been very impressed with what I've seen. I would say there was only one or, or one or two that I was a bit disappointed with. Other than that, I've been like delightfully surprised and maybe oh, nice. wrong maybe wrongfully so surprised. But <laughs> um living in Southern California and you know in going to Orlando, when you experience things like Halloween Horror Nights and stuff like that with these massive budgets, I mean nothing around here has a budget anywhere close to right. a Halloween Horror Nights or right. even I would not say a not scary farm, but they're doing great work and haunted overload is among the best, absolutely. And,
0: and- and I was from reading your review there. Um, so if, if you're watching us live and you can go tonight, uh, they do something special tonight on Halloween night, right?
1: Yeah. What was it? Is this the dark one? Where yeah. They, I but... think they shut off the lights and all the monsters are there. And good luck getting through because these are the woods. It's on, you know, a, a farm uh, in New Hampshire, but you're in the woods. And, um, you know, I that sounds good if you're like want extra scares, but I got to be honest, I think the lights. You need the visuals, so yeah. The visuals so are beautiful, so cool, yeah. So, yeah, maybe they, you know what? Maybe they light up the queue, and which is, I'd say, a third or maybe even half of the attraction is the queue. So maybe they still light up the queue, but only shut off the lights like inside the proper maze area. I'm not sure.
0: And then, um, is it just a local company? Do you know or
1: Yeah, it's a, what I from what I understand, and I could be getting this wrong, but. I think I'm remembering this correctly. This guy used to do it in his backyard. And the reason he started building these massively tall structures is because he had a small yard. So he was like, okay, I can't build wide, so I'm going to build up. And he would basically build these structures around uh, telephone poles. And then some years later, I don't know exactly when, uh, he teamed up with this farm stand And these structures are there year round. I actually really want to go see them covered in snow because I think that they'd be beautiful, but he, you know, because they're there year round, he adds to it and he just, you know, keeps them up through maintenance and stuff, but it's not like a pop-up thing. It's a glorious haunted event. really cannot recommend it enough. And like I said, they have a daytime thing. If you don't like the scares totally worth seeing it during the daytime as well. And, You know, not much time left to do it this year, but definitely keep it on your list of Halloween events for the future if you see yourself in the Northeast.
0: Yeah, you'd you'd think like most Halloween events, it's only going to get better each year after year. So hopefully, uh, no dad's plus it up for next year.
1: Yeah, it is a passion-driven project for sure.
0: All right, so that's all we have for you in the news and the queue, and we're going to head to our main event uh, main attraction i should say uh but before we do that we want to hear a from, word from our sponsor mei and mouse fan travel the attractions podcast is brought to you by mei and mouse fan travel whether your next vacation is a magical trip to the theme parks an exciting adventure to the pyramids of egypt or just a relaxing cruise on the turquoise waters of the bahamas mei travel provides premium service and expert advice to help you get the most of your vacation they're always free of any hidden fees or costs to you visit them at mei-travel.com
1: It's time for the main attraction.
0: All right, we're heading overseas for the main attraction this week. We got some new details on the Fantasy Springs area that's coming to Tokyo Disney Sea, and this is not just one new area. This is a few different areas that are uh a part of this Fantasy Springs. So what have yeah. you heard about this area?
1: What are you looking forward to here? I mean, to me honestly, I, gosh, all of it really, I guess if I put it in order, frozen would be at the bottom. but Tangled is just so beautiful that I'm excited for Tangled to number one get an attraction for the first time. And I'm just really looking forward to seeing its beauty at night. I also think it's exciting that Peter Pan is getting a, a land because just given how popular that dark ride is and how long those lines always are. I'm like, this feels like a no brainer. How did this not happen a (laughs) while back?
0: Yeah. We should say that the three areas and they just named them uh, uh, all themed to magical springs that lead to the worlds of Disney fantasy. There's the frozen kingdom inspired by frozen. Of course, Rapunzel's forest inspired by tangled and Peter Pan's neverland inspired by Peter Pan, of course. And uh, there'll also be a new Disney hotel, Disney, Disney, Tokyo Disney Sea Fantasy Springs Hotel.
1: Yeah, I mean, gosh, as if Disney Sea needed to, any more reason to get people there, right? Like it's the park that I feel like the great majority of people who have gone to all the parks will say, Tokyo Disney Sea. That's the one. Yeah. So I don't think they needed the help, but good for them for for continuing to expand. And from what I understand, like the budget's gone a little bit out of whack because it was. Uh supposed to open next year, but it's being pushed to 2024, I think, because of pandemic reasons. And the cost of so much went up uh, tremendously during the pandemic. So I, I have a feeling that's what upped the budget. But, like, they're not saying, hey, we're going to cut back because of that. They're just like, hey, it's going to cost us more money. Whereas I feel like, and, you know, if people don't know, the Tokyo Disney Resort is run by Oriental Land Company, not the right. Walt Disney Company. I feel like if it was a Walt Disney Company theme park, it would have been like, oh, budgets, prices are going <laughs> up, so we're cutting stuff. So right. I find that to be really kind of interesting. And, yeah, very exciting.
0: Yeah, there's um, – and they haven't given the names of uh, – they've said I think uh, each land is going to get at least one attraction. I think Peter Pan's getting two attractions. Yeah. And we don't know much about those. Um, mm-hmm. At the uh, D23 Expo, they had some – models of some of the ride vehicles on display um and the ride vehicle uh surprisingly there was one that was themed to like uh, tinkerbell um so we don't know if there's actually a tinkerbell ride or it's a peter pan ride with a tinkerbell ride vehicle um, and, and there was also on the, uh, on the Tinkerbell ride vehicle was a reference to Mary Poppins, which I thought was interesting. I don't know if that's just like a little hidden thing or, or what.
1: That but, was uh, weird. Yeah. It's yeah. Like a Cherry Tree Lane on it. And I was like, Yeah, oh, what? Like, what is this? I, uh, that was, it seemed too prominent to just be an Easter egg. Right but I don't know, uh, I can't see any I, I mean other than they both take place in England, right?
0: yeah, so that's that's, that's all I could think of, but yeah, um
1: very fascinating
0: um and then um let me I'm just following up the details here the one my sorry, my one screen's not loading right here, but let me pull it up over here. Rapunzel's Forest will have one attraction and one restaurant. And as we say, we don't have any details on on the restaurants or the attractions yet. And then Peter Pan will have two attractions one restaurant. And uh, what was the other? Frozen? Frozen. Frozen will have one attraction and one restaurant. So it's interesting. They're each all getting their own restaurant. We don't, you know, not necessarily table service restaurants. It could be quick serve, but... Um,
1: yeah i'm trying to think if well you know tangled will probably get that kind of bar uh, i have a dream sequence mm-hmm. sort yeah, of. yeah that's thing. true probably like um gaston's tavern something similar to that would be my guess yeah uh, I frozen, don't know. frozen's the one that if they were gonna do like a sit down be our guest sort of thing i mean you've done the frozen experience uh in the restaurant on on disney wish right
0: yeah, and it has its own little story. You're you're going in for the engagement party of of Anna and 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 her boyfriend. So, and this uh, you know I don't know. We don't know. Like I say, I don't, it could be a counter service. Yeah, What's up. It could be a full blown um, you know uh, character uh, dinner, uh, and maybe one will be and, and one won't be. We don't know yet.
1: And I believe that this was a full-on like expansion of the park, right? This didn't take over anything that previously existed. Yeah,
0: yeah. I've been to Tokyo Disney Sea. Luckily, I got to go there one time, and it's it's amazing when you walk in. You look, you feel, look and looks and feels like you're in a city. You know, you don't feel like you're in a theme park. Yeah. And uh, I'm I'm not sure exactly where this going in the park, but it is going to be a whole new whole new area. So that that's going to be amazing.
1: Yeah, that's really unbelievable. And You know, those are obviously three huge franchises from fairly different time periods as well. Peter Pan, much older, Tangled, kind of like the new old, and then Frozen, really not that new anymore, but I guess they keep doing stuff with it, so it's very fresh in that sense.
0: Yeah, and then uh, one of the things I figured out, I should have figured out on my own before I went to Tokyo, but uh, the Japanese are totally into anything what they call kawaii, which is cute. So. That's what they are, you know, anything that's coming to the part, it's something cute, it's something princess or, you know, uh, uh cute related. So yeah. uh, this certainly fits the bill um so and
1: then the hotel yeah it's gonna have i think like super deluxe rooms and stuff right
0: yeah it's got 475 rooms total and of those 419 are gonna be deluxe type and 56 luxury type. so i don't know i guess that that leaves out any standard rooms but um i'm sure the prices will reflect that because uh, the hotel that's there now, um, I can't think of the name of it, but it's right at the entrance to uh Tokyo Disney Sea. And we didn't stay there because it's so expensive, and I'm sure this one's gonna follow suit.
1: Yeah, and this is connected to the park as well, it right. sounds like to this to this new land.
0: Yep. Um, and uh let's see, it says uh yeah, it'll continue the world of fantasy springs from the park to the hotel so i assume it'll be connected right to that land and you'll go up you know directly from there so yeah this is uh when it, when is this opening that that was one of the other things they delayed the opening yeah. it was going to open next year now it's uh spring of the next year after that so i may have to plan a trip uh for spring 2024.
1: If I were you, I'd push it a little to summer 2024 just in case there are more delays.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think I won't even make my reservations until I'm sure that something's going to happen. But uh yeah, and I've like never this,
1: been to that park, but I really, really want to go. Yeah, I just, you
0: need to go. It's I'm not, that,
1: I'm just not, a, I, I don't love flying. So it's yeah. one of those, it's a long flight. So I always just say like the day I do it, I'm just going to have to like bite the bullet and do Tokyo, Shanghai, Hong Kong into like one long trip.
0: Yeah, that, that's what I did and uh, went with a group and we did uh, those three. And we also did um, the Universal uh, in, in Japan, Same. Osaka. Yeah. So definitely, definitely make sure you hit them all. Yeah, because it is, it's, uh, it takes like a day and a half to get there. It's like 15 hour flight and oh. uh, it's, uh. but you're, you're, you're closer than I am and being out in California. So
1: yeah, <laughs> got a that. little bit. <laughs> A little bit closer. So.
0: so, all right, that's gonna do it for uh, this week. Let me um, let's see I lost my script. You know, I hate like <laughs> that happen. But uh, uh, we're just gonna tell you where we can find uh, find us on the internet. So, Jeff, where can they find you?
1: Um, Well, I do a podcast called Disney Coast to Coast. That's Disney with a Z. And I will say one of my most recent episodes was a really fascinating conversation. If you were a fan of Oogie Boogie Bash at Disney California Adventure, I spoke with three of the folks from Disney Live Entertainment who um, who created that event. And it was the first time they've ever talked about this stuff publicly. And it was nice. re- like it was really fascinating, like stuff even that I was just mind blown The whole backstory of Oogie Boogie Bash is incredible. So if you want to check that out, just search for Disney Coast to Coast on your podcast apps. It's Disney with a Z. Or head to DisneyCoastToCoast.com if you want to uh, find that easier. And then uh, any of the social media that I'm on, it's simply at Jeff DePauly, J-E-F-F-D-E-P-A-O-L-I.
0: And, um, uh, definitely going to check that out. I'm going to, uh, cue that up. So you, you had a whole event for the Oogie Boogie bash. Is this just audio from that event or is yeah. this something extra?
1: Yeah, this is audio from that event. I will say it's been edited a bit because of, uh, Disney's right. request. There were certain <laughs> nice. things that were talked about, but, uh, so, so you yeah. Got a bonus
0: if you were there. <laughs>
1: you got a bonus if you were there and I'm hoping to do more live events just yeah, about that, yeah, entertainment definitely. in general. So, um, so yeah, it was it was a really good conversation. I know you've yeah. done Oogie Boogie Bash, right? I'm, yeah, I'm, I've I'm only done it once
0: it. and I just did it this year. So let me ask
1: you, did you like it more than Mickey's Not So Scary?
0: Yeah, I did. Um, it's it was really character focused, which is what I enjoy more than than you know, they also have a parade and everything too, no fireworks, mm-hmm. but uh I enjoy seeing the rare characters. That's just me. So I enjoyed it for that reason.
1: Yeah, it's really cool. But, uh,
0: And then uh, if you want to follow me, I'm uh, at Matt Boom on Twitter, uh, Attractions Matt on Instagram. And uh, if you want to follow uh, Attractions themselves, we're at Attractions on TikTok and at Attractions uh, Magazine on Instagram, at Attractions on Twitter, and at Attractions Magazine on YouTube. So you can uh, look up either just Attractions or Attractions Magazine, and you can find us. And uh, we want to thank you for joining us. And next week, it should be back to Seth and Carly uh, crossing fingers. Uh, If not, you have to put up with us again. But uh, appreciate you. And thanks for joining us. Goodbye. Thank you. Bye.